We're shaking podcast world. We're back at you. Another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Thank you all so much for the subscriptions, the downloads. Our numbers are awesome. Our growth is so humbling. And we are also humbled to be brought to you again by the one and only, the iconic Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee whiskey enjoy it responsibly never allow underage drinking jack has been there for us so many times in duck camp deer camp turkey camp breakups celebrations whatever it is make sure that you don't overdo it but jack daniels supports conservation hunting fishing gathering being a provider today's episode of the podcast is also brought to you from napa valley olive oil company i love to cook a lot of people love to cook i think i'm a good cook sometimes people tell me i'm a good cook for the last three or four years a lot of my recipes have been enhanced. I've gotten a lot more compliments and I'm telling you it's because of Napa Valley olive oil. It's just different. It The taste, the passion, the love, you can taste it in every bite of the food you prepare from over easy, over medium eggs to speckle belly goose to elk backstrap to American almond beef, all of your salad dressings, all of your marinades. I absolutely live the life of Napa Valley olive oil. Check them out. Order some up for yourself, and once you do, you're going to want to order it for all of your friends, and then all of those friends are going to want to order it for all of their friends and family and so on down the line, and that's how you build a brand, and that's what the Particelli family has done since 1960 when Mr. Ray Particelli, who is on the podcast today with his sons, Stefano and Jules Particelli. Thank you all for being here. Ray, what's up, my man? Thanks for having us. Uh, you look uh, like you've wore headphones before. Do I see a little bit of a DJ in your in your past life a little bit? Yeah, yeah. When I was young, I used to turn them. Yeah? <laughs> a little Dean Martin? Yeah. <laughs> Volade. Bum, 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 bum. You know, one of the things I always say, tell people, Ray, is that I told you I have some Italian heritage. My grandpa, Carmen Filippone, was first generation American. And he lived in Steubenville, Ohio, which is called Little Italy. And growing up, my mom was born in, in, in Little Italy, Steubenville, Ohio, in 1954. And growing up, my grandpa's best friend was Dino Marchesi. And they moved to Vegas together. And then my grandpa relocated to Reno. And that's how I ended up in Reno. My mom met my dad up there. But Dino Crocezzi, when he moved to Vegas, became Dino Martino. And then Dean Martin of the Rat Pack. So my grandpa was with him in like Cincinnati or Cleveland, watching him sing as a youngster, getting discovered. And then moved out and became, you know, a guy with Joey Bishop and Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis. So that's kind of some of the Italian roots that I have. And I have black and white pictures of my grandpa, Carmen Filippone, walking down the streets with Dean Martin or one with Frank and all of them. So it was kind of a cool little heritage there. It is. That's pretty incredible. Are you a Rat Pack fan? Uh, I, I was. I mean, I am. I'm, I'm not too much, but uh, I appreciate that music. Yeah, I do too. It's one of those things where you gotta, it's almost like you gotta be in the kitchen and you're listening to it and <laughs> yeah. I love it. So Stefano Particelli's here. Uh, he um, is kind of the reason, him and his brothers, Jules is here too, I'll introduce him in a second. They have a third brother named Dante. They also have a sister and her name is I'm, Adriana. Adriana, these Italian names. We I'm so her, jealous. call her Missy. Missy. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those things to where um, we had a family friend in our part of the country in Reno that would come down to Napa all the time and come into your store to buy olive oil. He would sign a bottle for me and put some little duck silhouettes on it and then deliver it to us and I would be using it. I'm like, so I would start calling Tom Sabini and be like, Tom, I need some more of that olive oil. He's like, well, I got a guy going down there. He'll probably, it's going to be like an olive oil run. It's like a drug deal almost. That's what this olive oil's become. So then he would bring me back another bottle. So I guess you see our name or something on a, how did it go? Yeah, so I, uh, 
since getting out of the store for cooking or whatnot, but um, I still do all the uh, online shipping and uh, packaging in store, and I usually come in at night, and uh, I was going through the orders like any normal night, and I saw the name Clay Belding, and I'm like, oh, you know, that, that name looks familiar. You know, I know the last name Belding. I wonder if it's, you know, who I think it is. And um, I did a little research, you know, on Google, Google Clay a little bit, and checked the address, you know, used a little Onyx, uh, you know, and saw that it was uh, your guys' house that I was going to be shipping to. And so... Um, Thought it was pretty neat that just randomly an order would pop up from you guys online. So I packed your order and I dropped some t camo t-shirts with our brand on it and uh, wrote a little note in there and said I love the show and I love what you guys do and and um, you know enjoy you know the t-shirts and some salami and all that stuff and I just kind of shipped it out just you know thought it'd be cool to just drop a little note and say that you know I like what you guys do. And a few, I don't know, a few days later when um, Clay got the order, I guess, uh, gave the store call, got a hold of my aunt, Narchiza, and said, hey, you know, um, this is Clay, what, Belding, and, you know, is Stefano around, can I talk to him? And she's like, yeah, whatever, I'll take a note and write it and slap it to the, to the cash register. And so, like, a day or two went by, and um, on... On the I walk in and on the cash register says, you know, call Clay Belding. And I'm like, ah, oh, his order's probably late, you know, you know, whatever. He's got it now. And then he called again and said, hey, have him call me. And so finally I gave him a call and, you know, that's how the introduction was made. And we talked for about half an hour and um, here we are today. So the familiarity, though, comes because y'all are hunters, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We uh, grew up hunting. Um, you know, grandpa hunted, dad hunts, uh, me and all my siblings hunt and cousins and all that and uh i mean obviously we, we watch the show we're big fans of the foul life and um it was basically the only hunting show because watching duck hunting on tv duck hunting was not very popular on tv and then um when the foul life came on or whatever it was basically the only show i dvr'd and just had pre-recorded so when I got home I could watch it and I mean you know well that's cool that makes me feel good 14 seasons 13 seasons we're getting ready to air season 13 yeah man. so I mean I've been watching it for a while and the YouTube stuff and whatever and you know so so before I ask Jules something you do you start thinking with that, with that conversation with Clay because of the cooking part of what we do and kind of living off the land and sharing the, you know, the passion? We're not, we don't want to be, we don't want to try to put it out there like, hey, we're the best at cooking. We just have a huge passion for living off the land and, and eating what we kill, right? For sure. I mean, um, you know, we're sitting down here at my grandma's right now and you can hear chicken roosters in the background, you know, so we have, you know, about 30 chickens back there and we get farm fresh eggs from and we got the rabbits that we harvest you know we raise our own rabbits and stuff and um when he mentioned that you know we're kind of doing this thing and I, I mean you know I, I I've watched your show enough to know that you guys like to cook um most of your meals you guys cook when you guys are out hunting and hunting camp or whatever and uh um he mentioned you know I think and kind of maybe what I was secretly hoping in the back of my mind was, you know, hey, your guys' olive oil is really good. You think, you know, you guys want maybe want to do something together or 
whatever. And I think, um, you know, hunting and harvesting your own food off the land. And I mean, you need a way to cook it and olive oil serves a bunch of different purposes in the kitchen, you know, whether it's marinade or dressings or the first thing in a saute pan when you saute something. And so, um, I mean, with like the duck hunting and stuff, I thought it could or would go great. So yeah, it makes sense. And Jules, you are very intimate with the oil, meaning that you're hands-on with the actual oil every day. I kind of saw what your gig is today. Talk to me a little bit about the, I mean, you got to have a ton of love for to do that every day. Sit there and, I mean, you guys sell a lot of bottles of olive oil. So give me a little rundown of what your responsibilities are. Yeah, well, uh, basically I'm at the shop every day uh, with me and my, uh, my great aunts there a lot now during the day. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll come in, I'll, I'll sit down, I'll bottle and label whatever I, you know, we try to get the oil back up to whatever that quantity is for the day that we need that we think we're gonna sell probably the normal normal amount. And uh, yeah, I'll bottle it and I'll label it. And yeah, it takes a lot of, uh, of passion because it's not a glamorous job you know you're sitting in the in the back of an old barn and it's cold and and uh it's like i said it's not glamorous but i understand that <clears throat> my job is also me preserving what our family has built over the last you know 60 70 years and then before we were around you know it's been we opened in 1931, so it's this is our 90th anniversary, basically. Wow! And uh, yeah, so I understand, you know, the the history that I'm preserving, and it feels good. It feels good. So when you get this call from Stefano, says, "Hey, I got to run something by you." These duck hunters have this show. Are you just like hell no? Like, what are you talking about? We, we're doing fine. We don't we don't need to be on the outdoor channel. Are you? I know you're more you're old school, Ray. So was it a hard sell or how'd you react to it? Well, uh, you know, I, I think it came up in conversations prior uh, with you and with your brother. Uh, we haven't spent a penny um, hooking up with anybody, any kind of advertising or any kind of sponsorship or anything in our entire history. I mean, we, we've been very, very fortunate in the sense that our, our product is good, our customers are loyal and word of mouth, like you, like you said earlier, you tell your friends, they tell theirs, you know, and we've had generational uh, customers. So when we talked about it, I mean, for me, it's great because it's, it's like a, a shot of uh, new enthusiasm into the business. Um, I I am there in name, and, and I get a few cents out of it. You know, I'm still making some money out of it, but but uh, my aunt is there all the time. But my boys are the next step, and and probably somewhere down the line, my aunt's um, got a daughter that wants to go in there. So that generation is is the one that's going to have to take the next step. You know, somebody a lot smarter than me in business said, "If you're not growing, you're dying." And uh, we haven't grown very much as far as how we do stuff. Our business has grown because of the loyalty of our clientele. I mean, we do better and better every year, but but almost through no effort on our part. You know, it, it, it's just organic. Our growth has been. Um, this to me was a great opportunity to meld two things that that my family loves, which is. Uh, family, business, and and the outdoors. I mean, you know, I, I've said my whole life, if I had the same enthusiasm 
for work that I do for the outdoors, I'd have I'd had more money than you. <laughs> but you know, sadly, I'll bet I you do. <laughs> um, so for them, you know, I mean, I know our history and, and how humble it was, and that my dad and my uncle and my other uncle couldn't speak English. You know, I mean, they knew like fifty words, just enough to interact with a customer, like. $12. Thank you. Bye. Yes. No. But that was it. I mean, to this day at home, we speak Italian 100% of the time. Wow. I mean, so you, cool. You've met my mom. I mean, she can get by in English, but there's never been a word of English spoken in that house. And, and my dad, who died a year ago at 95, he worked until he, he gave uh, his third to my sister. And, you know, I mean, if you were to drop him off and the middle of LA he'd die there because he couldn't talk to you and ask how, how, how do I get the hell out of here you know um, so to go from that to be on associated with something like you guys provide it just blows my mind I mean you know I see our little business as a little barn with Italians that don't speak English to now you know I mean your 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 media your social media it's just crazy and, and I'm excited for them I'm excited for this new step for this next step um and I am too and when you think about this area of the world this is a very popular area for tourism there's not there's not big casinos here there's not some big beach here this is bed and breakfasts <clears throat> And wine tours. There's a wine train. There's limos that'll take you around. There's, there's like I said, bed and breakfasts. There's great restaurants here. But a lot of it is walking into a tasting room, sitting down, grabbing some different wines, and then you walk out of there either a member or a couple bottles, and you go back and eat breakfast, dinner, whatever. How are the tourists finding it? Besides the word of mouth, were, did some of these tourist limousines and trains stop at the store? Or are you guys part of the local commerce? Well, they have. Over the years, they have. And, and you know, for whatever reason, we've been fortunate enough that there's been a bunch of Bay Area back roads. You know, all those little magazine shows that the Valley has drawn a bunch of attention in that regard. And, you know, to come up to the Valley solely for wine all the time and just you know everybody's kind of looking for something else to do in the sense of are we going to do our 400th show on wine tasting in napa valley well yeah but let's add a little something different well the food scene in the napa valley is off the charts i mean they're there I, I would put napa valley food with food against uh, against food of anywhere else in the world i mean we have a great culinary history here so we kind of meld in between that, you know, we're, we're, our olive oil has, has just, we've been fortunate enough to attract enough attention and then stuff like, you know, those little magazine shows are incredible, incredible, you know, after every one of those, there was a huge influx of people. Oh my God, I'd heard about you, but you know, now that I see it, you know, they wanted to try it. And, and again, you know, one leads to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 16. I mean, it really, that's how we came to, to be successful, what little success we had. Stefano, with you doing a lot of the shipping after hours and filling the boxes and fulfilling orders, with the current state of the pandemic and everybody, I mean, staying at home was a must barbecue companies couldn't build enough grills i know our association with traeger they can't make enough grills um a lot of the spirits companies were would have died on the vine if you weren't allowed to buy alcohol and bring it to your home because the bar <clears throat> the bars or the casinos the restaurants are shut down yeah for sure they stabilize their numbers a lot of people are becoming what i call back you know backyard aficionados they're getting intimate with their grill their culinary flair their passion for cooking and feeding their family did you see an influx in in sales and people being 
like, hey, I want to have the best for what, because now I think that it's going to stick. I think that because now I'm like, man, I don't need to take 90 plane flights a year anymore. I can stay in my backyard and do this stuff. And I need to have this olive oil there with me to make sure that these meals are legit because there's no secret. There's a lot of olive oils out there. You can go to Costco and get, get it in bulk and live off of it for a year. I cook. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I mean, um, but yeah, like you're saying, um, you know, when the pandemic kind of first hit and rules got super stringent or whatnot, and um, you weren't allowed to like go shopping anywhere or, you know, you had to wear a mask or whatever. Um, my younger brother, Jules, um, you know, we dropped down for the first time in 90 years, dropped down to like 10 to three, like our hours, you know, closed Monday, Tuesdays, um, just like all this weird stuff and and yeah business got hit hard um it was kind of funny like in in the very beginning a lot of people came right away and we're getting all our dried pastas and we were selling out and it was like oh man maybe you know this won't be so bad um and uh but as the stay-at-home order yeah as the stay-at-home order kind of started to kick in and and like this, these really stringent rules for, um, you know, COVID, especially in California, um, kind of kicked in. Uh, we definitely saw, um, an influx in our online sales and, uh, for olive oil in particular, it just kind of went through the roof. And like you were saying, people having forced to stay home and, you know, couldn't go out and eat five nights a week like you used to do. You, you're forced to, you know, cook for your kids now at home all the time. You, you can't just make them hot dogs every day. You know, you got to kind of switch it up. And um, so even like just locally and, um, you know, what you see on social media and stuff, everyone like there was a phase of people making starter like sourdough starter like got big and people started baking every day and and like same thing with the olive oil i mean um people were buying a ton of olive oil all our different flavored stuff and uh we're going and just cooking new stuff and we were seeing like uh, you know just just more and more people and a lot of local um california people um, really kind of stepped in and st- kept ordering online and, and I would keep seeing the same names you know like yeah there's a ton of new people buying oil as well but there was um, like the same kind of local San Francisco or Sacramento Valley people um, that were ordering again week after week getting another bottle or you'd see their name getting a couple bottles and sending it to their friends in the Midwest and it was really cool to see, um, you know, because I can flip through all those names and kind of see where it's going and see what our product's doing. And, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, just like being in your backyard and being forced to stay at home, I mean, it, it forced people to start cooking more. And, um, it, you know, we have that great niche of selling olive oil and people need olive oil to cook. And so, yeah, it definitely helped our sales uh, in a certain way. You know, our in-store sales obviously go down, but our you know, having a website and stuff kept us going. And it was just cool to see all the olive oil going everywhere. With you being part of that bottling process and the, the labeling and looking at this bottle, it's badass, right? Here's where I'm going with this is that this bottle on my counter in my kitchen will never go into a cupboard. 
right? It's always going to be out, which is a, a huge marketing deal, right? You think about that. You go to a store and you get something that's not that influential. You put it in the cabinet, nobody sees it. There, there's so many people that walk through my kitchen or anybody's kitchen yeah. on any given day. That's a that's a marketing thing in itself. So. One, is this top of mind, you, you think, Jules, with kind of the, the backdoor marketing thing of like, why don't you go to plastic? This is heavy. This is hard to ship. This is this could break. It's fragile. I mean, I know that glass gets shipped every day, but you could easily go to plastic. You could easily go to a way fancier label, right? This label is badass. This whole bottle sitting out on your counter, you don't want to put it away. So that's what I often think about when I'm cooking is like, damn, think about all the, I don't know how many hundreds and thousands of bottles of this that are out there, but I bet you 90% of them are out in the open. I don't I don't know if you guys have heard that before that that's that's what i'm thinking you thought about that yeah well I, I i see it when we go to people's houses and and our oil is always on the counter and it's always out and it's and it's just um i mean people love these bottles it's our heritage i mean that's how it began and and the fact that we're still kind of doing the same actually doing the exact same labeling doing it the same exact way in glass for one it's uh it's not in dark glass because we expect you to use it quickly right so um usually in oil a lot of them like to put it into like a tin or something like that so it gets shielded a little bit from the sunlight but that only causes damage over a long period of time so this being in a glass bottle people always ask me why is it in glass and well once you try it you're going to use it before any of that even matters so it's just it's about tradition it's about having the glass that we used to have and and doing it the same way that that they used to do it and there's something to be said for that i mean it's it is amazing to me like every time i look at it it's like who the hell's using all the olive oil? Who the hell's drinking all my whiskey? Who's drinking all my milk? You know, and you look at the olive oil and you're used to it, like what you're saying in the dark container, never knowing the level. And every time I look over at it, I'm like, it's being used in every single thing that you cook. And again, that's saying that backdoor marketing of like, y'all are going to come back. You guys are going to buy it again. And again, Ray, when you start thinking about all of those bottles sitting out on the counter. You start thinking about your old man, 95 years old, first generation. He wasn't even your first generation American. He came from the old country. What what did he do? What did he do that, that made you say, you know what? I'm going to stay in the family business because you're a basketball coach since you're 18. You have a very outgoing personality. We talked about it a little bit earlier, touched on, hey, did, did, do you really like being in, in that store all day? What did, the, what did the old man do that said made you say, I'm staying in the family business? Well, I, I think, first of all, you, you know, kind of his school of thought was a great product at a great price. And just honesty. You know, there's no, <clears throat> we, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, now, now people are spending good money to make modern buildings and modern businesses have our feel. You know, none of none of what we have was, uh, you know, let's sit down and have a meeting to see what direction we want the store to go. And I, I mean, our store looks like that because it's 100 years old. Our oil is like this because we've always wanted to give a really good product at, at a very fair price. I mean, for, for California olive oil, um, it's it's very reasonably priced and you know we own the property nobody works for us it's all family and we we don't have a thousand coolers you know we got three of them that that we got five light bulbs you know so our overhead isn't incredible so we just have always extended that onto our customers and, and we've been honest and fair i mean 
you know, that's about all you can ask for in life. You know, if I deal with you and you're honest and fair, what more could I possibly want? And, and that business has allowed us to do that and, and keep a relationship with, with, again, all of our customers. I mean, we, we literally, <clears throat> and they could address it too, but I literally every day got, got oh, you know, my, my, my grandfather brought me here. My, you know, just, just people that have dealt with us for, for a lifetime. Generations. Yeah, and, and there's a lot to be said for that. Do you think that it's a business that will diversify enough because I always wonder like how do you live off of one thing and your business is built on that right there that's it oh, yeah. the rest of the stuff in the store you've admitted you could get that shit anywhere right yeah. oh for sure and it's all high quality Italian stuff that just makes you feel like man I am in the old country right now and I walk in there salami hanging you know I've been to that, those kind of delis I've you've, you've seen them in Jersey you've seen them in New York oh, yeah. and to be you know to see where it at is it's so unassuming and then when you walk in there you feel it but why no other and I know there's some infused oils but with the success of that why hasn't there been more diversification of your family business or the products that you guys actually offer well a couple things this is ours I mean we started making this and now it's all custom done for us because when we started there was enough fruit in this valley to supply us now there's nowhere near. I mean, the, the, in the 60s, the grapes came came, came and, and pretty much dominated the, the, the crop. I mean, once people realized how good grapes did in our soil and the money that they could make off of the wines, that was the crop. Nothing else really mattered. So the olive trees that are left in the valley are, are ornamental, and that's obviously nowhere near enough. We sell we sell almost 500 gallons a week out of that little barn, which is crazy to me still. 500 point. gallons? A week. Out of, you know, that little barn that, you know... Is this a gallon right here? That's no, that's a gallon. You sell 500 of these a week? Well, yeah, well, 500 gallons. So this is one gallon. These two together are one gallon. That's a gallon. Yeah. So on the table, we have two gallons. We sell 500 of those a week. 500. Good night. Yeah. And, and, you know, as far as... Listen, we've been blessed to do one thing well. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to continue to try to do that. You know, I mean, we're not... We never, we just don't, or I, I say we, they can do from here on out whatever they want. They can go whatever direction they want. But as far as I was concerned, olive oil was our bag. That's, that's what we did. That's what, that's what made our deli and our business different than any other business on the face of the earth. This was our product, and it was very good. And we were very, very fortunate to have people that, that liked it. And we're incredibly, incredibly loyal to our project. And as you you just mentioned, sometimes guys Stefano and Dante and Jules age, they're like, you know, the old man did what he could, but now there's a new there's a new way of doing business. So they'll come in and they'll add something or they'll improve it. Do you 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 seem very lenient on that? Of hey, you know, if it is what it is. So the traditional part of the business to you is kind of being passed down. The torch is being passed down, and you're saying, hey, sons, daughter, run with it. Yep. But always remember, and you guys, I'm sure, Stefano, know what this means right here, this bottle, right? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what our whole, like he just said, is our whole business is based off that bottle. But I think what we definitely intend in keeping is is when, like, when you walk into that store 
and you walk in and you see all the business cards hanging on the wall from the last 50 years of business in there. I mean, there's business cards from like the 40s hanging in there. And um, you see like my great aunt Narchiza talking to people and, and cutting like a wedge of cheese for someone and, and someone's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go home tonight. Um, you know, what kind of sauce, like what would you do with this pasta? And she's half Italian, half English, giving you a recipe and, and people are coming in and seeing that. And um, you hear like customers like kind of whispering, like, you know, this is how it was when I was a kid, when I would come in here and their grandpa would help me and he would cut us cheese and he'd always give us some free cheese and salami and say, you know, go sit at the picnic tables outside and eat. And I think kind of like our main goal, like when we want to step in, and of course we want to grow the business and do all that, and the online thing is like huge for us right now, but it's keeping that family um, feel when you come into the business. Because you, like you said, you can go get olive oil and these products at other places, but when you come into our family business, you come into my brother working behind the cash register, you know, me maybe filling oil in the back, or even my grandma up until a few years ago, um, the one you just met, being in the store and putting stuff away on the shelves or bagging little Italian candies, you know, on the scale to put in a basket for sale. And, and so when you walk in, you see my grandma, my great aunt, my dad, my brother, you know, my sister or my cousin. His and, son's now running around, his five-year-old yeah. running around the parking lot. I mean, that's, you know, you know that's and, and that's what so I did cool. growing up. You know, we, when we drove down here, we live right on the other side of the street of the block. And, you know, we, me and my brother would walk over barefoot and, and, you know, he'd be grating cheese in the back room and he'd say, hey, you guys need to bag um, olives and stuff today and, and Parmesan when we were like 10 years old, you know. And um, it's just, I think we just really want to keep our kind of family feel of the business and tradition of the way they ran that store um, alive in it today. And I think that's... The, the oil's great, don't get me wrong, but I think that's why people come back is because it reminds them of their childhood and of a better time and, you know, it just brings back, you walk into that place and you get hit with this waft of salami and cheese, this smell, and um, it just reminds them of their childhood and that's why they keep coming back and third, fourth generation people and keep buying our oil and new people hear about us and come in, so. Was it kind of be like the place to be when you're as far as the food goes that all your friends want to say hey we got to go to grandma's house we got we got to go hit jules family up for some uh, crazy huh crazy i mean my grandmother has fed this town 10 times over in three generations you know what i mean my dad every basketball team that he coached they'd have family or team dinners here my grandma would cook for him before every game before every game every home game every every home game game. before a game yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You yep. can't dunk on a belly yeah. full of noodles. No. Yeah. Nobody could dunk. dunk. <laughs> so no worries. So yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. And I mean, I've got friends that still to this day. I mean, they've been coming in right around lunchtime. Not to mention my little brother Dante, almost every day comes in at lunch, 
grabs a fresh sausage from the from the cooler, turns on the, the stove in the back and starts cooking it over the open fire. And then I'll have a couple other friends trickle in and I'll end up making three or four sausage sammies over the over the back burner and they'll go out and store, sit and eat. In the little kitchen. In the store, yeah. yeah at the put store. It on a fork and just do this. Yeah. Oh, we, why didn't we do that today? I'm freaking getting hungry now. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we'll get some food. But uh, yeah, so it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, we used to we used to break in there late night sometimes and grab some cheese and some salami. Yeah, in high school, everyone would be like, uh, "Do you think we can make a trip to the store real quick <laughs> yeah. and yeah. have a bunch of salami?" Because in in Italy, you do that with uh, yeah. you know from the deli and getting the fresh cheese and salami, and then at night you go to the bakery when the oh, when the yeah. old Italian bakers get in there at two three in the morning, yeah. and you get that bread, then you go get some Nutella, yeah. and, and you go down to the beach and you yeah. just start spreading Nutella all yeah. over the bread. I, I've done that several bread. times. Yeah. Oh god, uh, yeah. At, at, after being in a club in Italy all night and then like next thing you know four in the morning they're like all right we're gonna go get breakfast yeah. and they're like just over you're like what, what? Yeah. and the bakeries are so uh, bomb they're yeah. just opening up and the ovens are just getting fired up uh, uh, you get like that gotcha that's part. still warm oh yeah uh, my dad you know we talked about how you know in Europe they some of them they, a lot of them tease Americans when you go over there well my dad rightfully so would get teased because he he was Czechoslovakian and he well, he would put an A or a vowel on the end of every word that he spoke in Italy yeah. he would just speak English with an A on it and so they would look at him so he would like literally go up to somebody and he'd be like uh, what uh, time uh, is he uh, and, and a funny story about my dad is he's passed, he passed away way too young but in 2006 but we were in Italy in like 01 and uh we were coming back maybe earlier than that whatever year Titanic came out I don't even remember what year Titanic was big but we're on the flight back from Italy you know long flight over over the pond and Titanic's the movie so my mom and dad are sitting back here us three boys are up in front of them a couple rows and we look back and Pops keeps giving us the thumbs up I'm like what the frick is he doing like what does thumbs up mean like we're, you know like you're enjoying the flight or whatever so we get done we get off the plane and he's like I uh, did you guys understand all that and me and my brothers, Clinton Clay, were like, understand what? And he's like, the movie. He goes, I, I think I was understanding a lot of it. You know, I didn't, you know, I, I picked up on some Italian when I was over there, but I felt like I knew what they were saying. I go, Dad, you watched the whole thing in Italian? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that you could switch the 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 the, uh, the language, and I'm just remember him being like, "Oh man, I think I'm getting this." And so he's pointing to us the whole time, thinking we're watching it in Italian too. But you guys have had some Italian movie royalty in this backyard many times. You said Francis Ford Coppola has sat right here eating. He has. He he uh, he's a good friend of the family. Him and his family, uh, and, and that's one of the things that you know. Like I say, I look back and I just scratch my head. You know, I mean. My, my, my mom and dad, fourth, fifth grade education. My uncle, fourth grade education. Don't, don't speak English. And somehow, 50 years later, we're breaking bread on a regular basis with people like that. I mean, that's part of why I look at the store and just kind of just shake my head. You know, and, and it, it's it's just amazing. So explain to me. I I don't think in my lifetime I've ever walked into a house and had somebody ask me, "Hey, you want some anchovies?" Like that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so I walk into your mom's kitchen and you say, "Do you want some anchovies?" And I say, "Well, heck yeah!" And explain to me what it's called again. How does it end up on Francis Ford Coppola's menu at his restaurant? Yeah, at his restaurant, a couple of them. And what's in it? Well, because that stuff was amazing. All right, so. Uh, what one of the things that Francis really likes for an appetizer is these marinated anchovies. It's basically anchovies with a ton of garlic, a ton of parsley, and, and a ton of this. And 
and that's one of his favorite things. And Stefano's a chef, and he he set up a couple of kitchens for Francis, and Francis wanted that as an appetizer in his uh, restaurants. So uh, he he did the dish, and and Francis chose to call it Nonna's anchovies, which for people that don't speak Italian, Grandma's anchovies. So yeah, they found their way into uh, two or three of his restaurants. Yeah, just. Um think they're on the menu um, at the resorts down in Belize and then um, they're for sure on the menu at Francis Coppola Winery in Geyserville because that's where I cooked and did all the um, menu planning and stuff there but um, he had them in the one in the city too yeah he might have had it at um, his cafe in the city um, is the city referred to as San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco, yeah. Do you get in trouble if you don't call it the city? That's just uh, what we call, call it. Because when you call it Frisco, you would get ripped. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, nobody calls yeah. it Frisco. Nobody around well, here calls it you know, yeah. Out-of-towners call it. You know, but here the city's always been... San Fran. Yeah. It's the city. Yeah. So it's olive oil, garlic, it's super simple. parsley. Yeah, olive oil, um, garlic, parsley. And the way she does it and then the way I did it for the menu is you literally, you um, pick all the leaves off the parsley, little stems is fine and then you clean all the garlic and you throw it in a Roboku or a, or a um, food processor and you just um, hit it pretty quick. You're not trying to puree it or anything like that. It's just kind of rough cut. Um, so chop parsley, chop garlic and then just flood it with olive oil and let those anchovies marinate in there. The longer the better. And they keep like that because they're anchovies under oil now. So yeah, now so they it's keep like that. Oil, two and, things that keep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just a simple... You know, some old crusty bread or fresh bread, you know, whatever you want to do, and just rip a chunk off, put a couple anchovies. Um. What is an anchovy, Stefano? What, how would you describe it to somebody that, because they are an acquired taste, I think they come yeah. with maturity. Yeah, you don't yeah. see a lot of 10 year old girls eating yeah. anchovies like yeah. they're going out of style, right? No, no. Anchovy, I mean, it, just a small uh, ocean fish, right, um, that migrates in a big old school. But uh, basically, bait if if you're an outdoorsman yeah. if you've heard of anchovies you've probably used it as cut bait for striper or any type of fishing really and um what they do is they catch them and then they fillet them and um most of what we're used to is either anchovies under olive oil or salted anchovies and i think probably salted anchovies came first because it was the easiest way to store and cure and preserve. keep and preserve um the fillets and um so i'd say it's probably about two and a half three inch fillet of both sides of the fish and yeah and it's just super salty and fishy it definitely, like you're saying, it's definitely an acquired taste for sure. Um, I, I mean, I, there was a time where we didn't eat any of these anchovies, and now it's... I don't eat them. Yeah. God, I just had the best piece of... Uh, uh, I yeah. could go eat another one of those no. right now. Hey, um, I got some friends in Georgia that, you know, we during the holidays last month, we shipped out a bunch of thank you boxes or Merry Christmas boxes to partners, sponsors, customers, whatever. And included in that was the little bottle of the olive oil. Not the, is that court. the smallest one? The court. Yeah. So, There's a smaller, but yeah, it's court. So we sent out a bunch of those and I, I bet you I got 15 calls or texts. Hey man, I put some crappie in that olive oil and, <laughs> yeah. fla and flash fried and yeah. you sauteed yeah. it real quick. Yeah. And I got a buddy down in, in Boca Raton, Florida of all places that did mahi mahi with it. Oh, nice. Him and his wife. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you, 
like blew his yeah. mind how good it was on the fish. So where I'm going on that yeah, fish yeah. theme is like yeah, it's yeah. awesome with fish. Oh, and so um, again, my dad just told you I, I cooked for a, a long time before I got into the family business, and um, most of the restaurants that I worked in, I kind of was like, hey, my my family, um, which are, were basically all Italian restaurants, but uh, you know, my family has an olive oil shop, and we make olive oil and obviously you know i can get us a good price you know we can use my family olive oil you know in the restaurant and going back to your fish theme um me and a buddy uh opened a restaurant in rutherford a few years back and uh we did a lot of crudos every day um we would do a fish crudo which is basically raw fish or um sashimi style fish and uh almost every crudo we did um got finished with the olive oil so you don't need to cook with it or whatever just um you know the dish itself was let's just say we were do running fresh ahi you know sliced super thin with uh like crispy shaved garlic little fried basil and then finished with um our family olive oil and um a lot of the i mean you know a lot of the reason that dish was good is because it was just kind of finished with like a nice peppery olive oil that kind of just brought all those flavors together and yeah you can flash fry with it you can finish with it i mean every pasta that left that kitchen got a huge swirl of fresh olive oil on it right at the very end and um which was new to me because growing up yeah we put olive oil on some stuff soups and all that stuff that my grandma would make but we never like finished the pasta with olive oil and now it's like kind of a go-to when i'm plating food for other people or whatever um always get like a nice big little gulp right on the right on top of the pasta and i think it just adds that extra little extra kick to it i got some of those i don't know what they're called there's a i think it's called evo they make the yeah, olive oil bottles yeah. no it's the mm, it's the, the spray ones yeah it's the spray bottles it like turns your olive oil into like a spritz so i got a, like a i got a set of these for christmas and i'm like well they're the the lady that bought them, you know, thank you very much for them. But she's like, well, you take all that olive oil and you pour it in there. I'm like, I'm not pouring it out of that bottle. Yeah. I'm not putting it out of the bottle. So when you said that you would design, when you would decorate or finish a dish with it, yeah. how do you control it out of this? Or are you transferring it into something else? Or are you using a spoon to do it? So you just put your thumb over it. It's not a decoration. The best thing you can do if you're not going to switch it out of that bottle, which, you know, I, I got half gallons all over my house. But index and middle finger... This is about the right size of for the half gallon. You just kind of put it right over the top and give it the one-two <laughs> shake right over the top. Otherwise, I mean, the quart size bottle that you sent out as gifts, that 32-ounce bottle, which is like a great shipping size and all that stuff, um, we have a bunch of pour spouts made just for those, and that just pops right in the top of the bottle, and from there, boom, you can drizzle anything with it, you know, but... Uh, a Index finger or thumb is, you know, pretty much the good. Italian way. Yeah, yeah, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, you gotta have a glove on. Yeah, it it tastes like rubber. You lick your finger yeah. right after. Yeah. So the experience of online. Let's end it with talking about this stuff's available online. The address for the website, the World Wide Web, is is nvoliveoilmfg.com. So Napa Valley Olive Oil manufacturing.com. nvoliveoilmfg.com. Dot com. Yep, and you can order... Um, salami, our, cheese, yeah, olive oil. You can do all the salamis and those pepperoni sticks and fennel sticks oh, those that are so you good. get all the time when you're out hunting or whatever um, are really good. Uh, you can get those online, and 
again, I mean, you can get all our infused stuff and all of our uh, balsamic vinegars and stuff like that. We have a traditional 18-year-old balsamic vinegars that, like, it's we can barely keep in stock. It's from Modena, Italy. But um, our family blend of olive oil, if you haven't tried it, is... Um, definitely worth an order to try it out and see if you like it. And Jules, is there a olive oil club, like a traditional Napa wine club? Can I get on a monthly deal to where it just shows up? Not yet. We're getting, we're working on that. Oh, should I not mention that? No, that's, no, that's, that's actually up the pipe. Yeah. See, I just, my yeah. idea, I'm yeah. going to need some commission on this. Um, <laughs> that's in, that's in the works. That's we're actually maybe in the works right now. Four times or three times a year. Yeah, every three, every three yeah like quarterly three, or four, four months four, four times a year we'll send out shit uh, those people aren't cooking that much then well, this needs to be a weekly well, deal we're thinking half gallon of oil <laughs> half know, gallon half huh? gallon whatever 55 gallon drum that'd be two gallons a year yeah yeah but anyways um yeah that's definitely something to look forward to and then we'll kind of take the the guessing work out for you and we'll throw a jug of oil in there and maybe a couple different flavors that you might like, you know, a little garlic flavored or herb flavored olive oil, and uh, you can fool around with that. But yeah, that's definitely something that's coming down. That's to come in the future, yeah. yeah. That's the part of Chelly family, Napa Valley olive oil manufacturing since 1931. Mr. Ray got involved in 1960. His dad did. He was born in 1960. His sons, Dante and Jules and Stefano, his daughter, Missy, his aunt's in there, his sister's in there. It's an amazing operation in such a small place. But you talk about cozy and traditional and legit Italiano. I absolutely love what's going on within those walls of the Napa Valley store. For olive oil, you got to check them out. NV Olive Oil MF. G at no dot com is yep. the website. Get on and order some of this. I'm telling you, it will enhance your cooking skills. You will one day be as good a chef as Stefano Particelli is. I've had his food. He's pretty amazing. I've been begging him to come cook again. I'm thinking next week we're going to have speckle belly and rabbit dinner yeah, at definitely. Duck Camp next week for the end of duck season 2020-21. Yep. Today's episode of the podcast, again, was brought to you by the one and only Jack Daniels, old number seven, Lynchburg, Tennessee. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. And the episode was also brought to you by the family you just heard here, Napa Valley Olive Oil Company. Look for more of their stuff at NV Olive Oil mfg.com and you will see them all over our social media the foul life television show season 13 starting july 2nd 2021 exclusively on the outdoor channel and we're going to have big news coming with our new tv show the provider which will be airing on my outdoor tv digital for all you younger guys and younger girls that can't buy cable i don't understand it cable is so awesome they can't afford cable yet but no i don't know if they can't afford it they just like to swipe they like to get their content quick but y'all get ready for the provider our rubs our cookbook you're going to even be able to find that stuff at nvoliveoilmfg.com i'm chad belling this has been another edition of this life ain't for everybody podcast tom hit that button this is leith lofton written by drake white and leith lofton what you going to do when the money's all gone i'd rather be poor living off in a hole rich as hell without a soul life on earth won't last too long so what you gonna do when the money's all 